Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am, I got to tell you, I am so absolutely jazzed to be joining you here tonight. Um, we have a fabulous, fabulous guest, and uh, you're going to hear a lot about him in a moment. Um, one of the things that uh, I am so struck by is what he writes in his book, Love, Life, God, the journey of creation. Jared Hewitt is my very special guest. And let me tell you why I'm really struck by this tonight. Um, there's a lot of reasons. You know, beyond my buddy, Dr. Joe Vitale, writing something in here, and my friend Dee Wallace and other folks, I think I got to experience a little bit of what Jared talks about in his book. And let me tell you how. On September 9th, 10th, and 11th of this year, 2011, There is going to be a mega event originating in Seattle, Washington. And and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. I can't wait to hear what Jared has to say. But this is a vision. This event began as a vision, began as an idea of a gentleman by the name of Eric Lawyer. Now, Eric is a firefighter in Seattle. And he is one of these guys that, like many, many people, went through the pain, the fear, the anger, the hatred that many people did after 9-11. And he was on my show today, and yesterday we made a a preliminary announcement of what's about to happen. But he was on my show today, and he shared the dream, the vision he had, to bring people together globally on September 11th, and that's virtually, but on September 9th and 10th in Seattle, there is going to be a mega event bringing people um, together to speak. Lindsay Wagner is going to be part of that. I am trying to get my friend Dee Wallace and uh, make sure she gets an invitation and others. And people are going to come to listen to speakers. But, but the listening is more than listening. Eric laid a platform so that we now take responsibility and accountability to be part of the solution. And so what he's done with his life savings, with just about every dime he has, is he's bringing together people face-to-face and massive, incredible technology. We have been asked here at the Dr. Pat Show to be the primary radio broadcaster over the weekend, 30 hours. And I want to just make a comment about BBS Radio. And this is the station you're listening to right now. And some of our other affiliates, CRN, CBS, uh, WBLQ. When we did the Global Prosperity event, Don and his team here at the station said, we want to be part of that. 
and helped us broadcast 30 hours live from the floor of the Northwest Women Show. I'm sure that he and his team is going to be one of the, want to be part of this. But this is really another way to just say people come together in extraordinary ways. And in a world right now where folks are talking about not getting along, where collaboration doesn't matter, where folks are thinking, well, you know, I give you this, you give me that. We have written a book, and I say we, I say the people that listen to this show, people like Don and his team at BBS Radio, people like Chris at WBOQ, the people even the people at Voice America, all of the folks that came together before did so very generously and said, yes, we will support this. Yes, we will broadcast this. So it is this spirit that I want to talk to Jared about tonight, about his book, Love, God, Love, Love Life, God, and this power of creation, the journey of it. Because here's what's happening. In the middle of some of the most difficult, controversial, hate-filtered, mean-spirited conversations out of Washington, D.C., you get this firefighter out of, out, of, out of Seattle, Washington, that says, I'm going to create an event. I think people will help me. I'm going to use every dime that I've saved and make this happen. And what he is creating using Barbara Marks, uh, Marks Hubbard's 12 pillars is, is a venue for everyone listening to this show, everybody out there, to be part of the solution. You will get to submit videos. You will get to present on what solutions you want to provide. This is, if I could say so, this is what I think Jared Hewitt is talking about, this international best-selling author of The Big E, Everything is Energy, as well as this brand-new book, Love, Life, God, The Journey of Creation. And this is tonight what you're going to hear about. Because here's this guy, Jared, joining me here tonight, who writes a book. And yet, as I'm reading this book and getting ready and being reminded of the power we have, here we are now in the midst of some amazing opportunity. And if you want to find out more about this, you're going to be hearing me talk about it. Go to the website, onetheevent.org. Now, having said that, my buddies, Warden Diane Powers, who created Won the Project and Won the Movie, they're participating. Lindsay Wagner is bringing her oneness event and circle. James Twyman is part of this. People are stepping up to participate. This is a free gathering. You can come from wherever you are. And what I have to say about this is in such of the spirit of this book, Love, Life, God, The Journey of Creation. Because if you're out there thinking, I've got a dream, I've got a vision, I've got something I want to do, and you're thinking you're not going to get it done, I hope by the end of today's show, By the end of what you hear Jared talk about, some of the people he's worked with, some of the wisdom he's going to share tonight, I hope that the only word that comes to mind for you is the word yes. Jared, thank you for joining me. It's so great to have you here. Uh, And how timely, how timely this conversation is about your book. I've got chills, Dr. Ben, listening to you talk about it. I've got chills. It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. And, and, you know, I know you're going to be want to be part of this event. 
but you already are part of it. And that's really why yeah. I, I brought it up during the show tonight. You know, yeah. we're on a radio station that is presented a new paradigm for radio. Now, you know this and I know this. Um, If there wasn't a station like BBS Radio and some of the other stations in my own network, this kind of message would never, ever, ever have the opportunity to get out there. And these guys, Don and his team, when we did that Global Prosperity event, he didn't say, give me $5,000 and we'll run that. He said, (laughs) let me look and see how we can support you. Now. You know, what you know why? Mean because it, it strikes that authentic chord in people. I mean, that's it. Really does it. It cuts through all of the crap. It cuts through all of the crud, and it's that thing in everybody that makes them remember. It's really who we all are. I mean, it's, it sounds so cheesy and cliche to say that you know we're all love, but that's really what we all are. And this is such a movement of consciousness and energy that it's that space in everyone, literally crying out, saying, "Hey, guys, let's do this." Let's do this. Let's let's stop all this other junk that we've been doing, and let's really get back to who we really are. Let's unite. Let's be. Let's. Yeah, I'm. I really seriously have big time chills talking about it right now. Well, let's talk about it because I, you know, I hope we do get a little cheesy. Actually, I think we should get a T-shirt. I hope we, we're going to get a lot cheesy. I, I can guarantee I, I, I'm it. I'm going to But it's all going to be real. It's going to be real because, you know, some part of cheesy is real. You don't get any more authentic than talking about things that are so right at the gut of you. Let's talk about you and your book. Um, Yeah. Yeah. When you sat down and decided, I'm going to write Love, Life, God, you must have had us in mind, but you probably had a bigger audience. What does this book mean to you, Jared? Um, Everything. (laughs) Everything and nothing, I can say at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's been such a journey even writing the book. And uh, I, I, literally around the time I started writing this book, uh, Dee and I had started writing The Big E, Everything is Energy. And um, that book had a completely different, you know, it was kind of the light version of what this is. This is sort of like the really, really um, powerful stuff, uh, but made really simple and really clear cut. Um, this journey that I took, even in writing the book, it wasn't even a journey of, a few years that it took to, you know, finish it and edit it and get it published. It was, it's the entire journey of not just my life and what it took me to remember who I was and get to the point where I was in touch with all of these things, but it's literally the journey of creation. It's the journey of consciousness. It's the evolution of the expanding nature of who we all are that's coming back into unity and harmony with who we really are. Let's talk about getting back to who we really are. And because, you know, I I mean, there are some times in life, things that we do, things we go through. And I've shared a lot about my personal life here recently, especially coming down with a mystery illness in 2004 and, you know, going to bed at night, not sure if you're going to wake up. I mean, wow. I mean, what does it take for us? I I mean, it's a similar kind of thing back in uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. I started having trouble walking, and I thought, well, this is really weird. Why do my legs wow. hurt? What's going on with my balance? What, what is this about? And I knew it was some type of, you know, in my head I thought, okay, this is a resistance to something. This is something not right. went to the doctor, and after two doctors, I was told I had MS. And, I mean, I really kind of freaked out. And then I went, okay, and I kind of went through it for a while. And, you know, six months later, uh, nothing was wrong. Everything was fine. It was a very wow. strange journey, but I... I there were so many gifts from that journey, and I realized that it was sort of like a, it was really, if you can imagine energy flowing through something, and like even a chord, a musical chord or something playing, 
and something kind of comes in to disrupt that vibration. That's kind of what my physical body was doing. Even the way I was walking, it was very weird and wonky, and it was, um, it, but it was all related to different stories that I had that I was trying to sort of shake loose, literally shake loose, get rid of, so that I could embrace my own authentic self and who I really was. And and a lot of times with some people, you know, that, that does take a physical uh, um, turn because uh, there can be, I know you've heard Dee talk about it. Dee and I have been partners for about six years now. And yeah, I know, yeah. A lot with, yeah, with collapsed belief systems and things like that. And those things get in there. And, you know, if, if you've got one belief on top of the other and there's not any room for that to go anywhere, a lot of times it goes into the body and that's how it comes out. But that's that's what we're talking about and getting back to that authentic self is getting rid of the stories, getting rid of who we think we are or who we think we're supposed to be and really becoming who we really were all along but we were maybe too afraid to be or somebody told us we weren't supposed to be or we didn't think we should be or we didn't think was good enough to be. And, and I don't know about really you, but I've been, I've been kind of told right that now. most of my life. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most of us have been told that all of our lives. And I think, I think consciousness-wise, that's what's going on with so many of these movements because they're – it's, I don't want to say it's a reactionary energy because it's really not. It's, it's, it's a, it's a embracing of what we really are, but there's so many things that go on in life that kind of go against that. And there's, there's this natural innate energy within us that's unfolding that's saying, you know what? No. And it's not no in a negative way. It's not no in a resisting way. It's a very powerful boundary being set saying, no, this is not what I'm about. This is what I'm about. Yeah. And we're really all moving into that right now. I mean, it's, you see it on a global level, and you see a lot more of the no right now. But even a lot of the no that's coming out in some instances is more of an ego, mind-driven no. But what's behind that is the shedding of that ego. I mean, that's that's acting out. It's, it's energy coming into a physical existence and playing against itself so that it can release even in, in some aspects. So underneath even even the, the biggest pile of <laughs> poo there you know there there is that shining rock trying to come out there's that diamond being born there's that innate authentic love presence coming forth and you know this is what i was talking to eric about today it's really interesting the way you know linda linda my producer and actually my best friend the way she sets these shows up and the, the sort of progression of them and you know i i was speaking with this firefighter today who like many firefighters when 911 happened um, you know, contributed, but felt so much anger. And then, yeah. uh, you know, thought we have to go to war. We have to fight. We have to bomb them. We have to kill them. And then yeah. he said, you know, then when I found out they weren't the them, they yeah. said, then I even got more angry and shameful. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. sought out help so that he could go from fear to love. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. Like I feel that. Um, that's yeah. Sorry, I, <laughs> it's, I know yeah, that hit me. Um, no, but and there's there's also there's there's an interesting aspect to that too, and and it's mm-hmm. even something that I I didn't realize until working on this book that so many times even when we feel that anger, a lot of people who are sort of in the new consciousness movement have a tendency to pull back from that anger and not experience it because that anger is quote bad, right? Right. Um, but the thing is, it's kind of like there's the old saying, I don't know if you've heard it, that the, the sky doesn't mind the clouds, it lets them pass, and as it lets them pass, they, they pass. Yes. It's it's the same thing with an emotion. If you don't feel it, I mean, and I'm not saying 
you know, going and dwelling it. But if it comes up, it's coming up for a reason. It's coming up to be experienced, and in the experience is the releasing of it. And even in his story, he experienced it, he got angry, and it drove him to a different place. And he experienced that place, and then he found a different place. But the place that he ultimately was led back to through experiencing and being authentic to his own reactions and emotions was a place of love. And contribution. And this is what I love about this. You know, I was so struck by reading your book, knowing you, Jared. For those of you just tune in, I want to be really clear. Um, Jared Hewitt is joining me here today. Jared is uh, the author, international best-selling author of uh, 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 of a fabulous book that uh, he did with my buddy D. Wallace. But more importantly, um, I've got his latest book, Love, Life, God, The Journey of Creation in front of me. And we're talking about this because it's not just a conversation. You know, what yeah. you've been able to, to write about, I certainly know that I'm really getting to experiencing experience right now more so than I've ever done in my life. But you talk about in the book, Jared, Divine Right Destiny and Self-Creation. And I thought, I have got to have a big conversation with you about this. Um, Let's talk about that term. And in your opinion, do you see, are you seeing more or less of it right now in the world? Um, I am seeing, I am actually seeing, okay, so uh, I'll I'll have to, this may sound a little paradoxical. I do say in the book that, you know, we all have this sense of, of destiny, and sometimes that's the ego, the, you know, saying it's, it's just our – I describe the ego in the book as uh, the thing that allows us to become an individualized uh, source energy. I mean, that's, that's what we are. The ego, then, is the thing that, that creates the illusion of the separation. So it's not, you know, it's not good or bad. It just is the thing that allows us to have the experience of separation. And what's going on right now on a large scale is, I think, underneath that, the the vibrational pull of that is remembering the oneness of who we all really are, remembering the love, remembering remembering the joy, remembering the freedom that's going on. And I think that ultimately is everyone's divine right destiny. I think if you look at the world as, you know, it's my destiny to be a rock star, it's my destiny to those are things that you maybe want to explore. There may be things that you want to do. There may be things that you you really truly inspire you and you want to inspire others. But I don't look at destiny in that particular way. I really think as far as divine right destiny, our, our actual destiny is to come back to the oneness and the knowingness of who we truly are, which is source energy. Let's talk about source energy. i got a funny story to tell you. Yesterday yeah. when I was uh, kind of – I took a half hour to introduce the, the audience to this event in Seattle. And yeah. I talked about it in a way that I haven't talked about – anything in a really long time. Uh, and, and honestly, the series of events that actually led up to us being involved, it's, it certainly is divine right action, or as I call it, divine connection of the dots. Yes. But here's the here's the cool thing about talking about your book, and I want I, I really want you to 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 give us a little bit more information on this. Yesterday in the half hour that I was talking about the event, knowing that Eric was going to come on, right? was going to come on um, the show today. So I, I sort of gave everybody a rundown, and I really called all of the radio hosts out there, you know, to put their disputes down, all of us, to stop the competition and let's come together. And that is something that's so important. Well, during that half hour, I found out only today that the server for the website, onetheevent.org, completely crashed. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Joe Vitale knows a lot about that because, you know, but at the same time what happened was the energy that I was communicating about the, the importance of this event and yeah. giving out the website to people. And I can only imagine how many people it takes to crash your website. I don't know. Do you know, Jerry? A lot. It takes uh, a lot. But you see the energy that is that is already around this. So you yeah. talk about everything being energy. Let's yeah. talk about that in terms of our thoughts, in terms of our yeah. manifestation, and in terms of what this thing we call time. Yeah, well, uh, the time the time is a completely um, amazing thing to me. When it was presented to me the way it was presented in the book, it really kind of blew my mind. It was the notion that, and I know this isn't this isn't the part that blew my mind. You know, that time is relative. We you know we've heard that Einstein said it. And we go, okay, I don't know what that means, but yeah, it sounds good. Like I get it. Like sometimes things take a long time. Sometimes they're quick. Okay, I get it. What it really means is we all exist outside of time and space, that this time and space is one point, one destination of multitudes of destinations that exist throughout time all at the same time. It's almost like uh, if you took everything that had ever occurred and put it on a map and you were living in that map, and when you were living in that map, you were in that one specific instance of time, but you yeah. could step out of the map and view the whole map. And at any given point, you could project into any other point on the map. And literally, whatever that uh, projection, whatever that brought about, would create a ripple that would then change the whole thing. Thus is the ever-expansion of consciousness, wherein all possibilities are explored and fulfilled. Um, the first part of your question was not about time. It was about, we were talking about creation, right? Yeah, we're talking about energy book, and thoughts, um, if everything is energy. Yes, everything is energy. Uh, the way I explain it in the book is it's kind of like uh, playing a musical instrument. Um, if you think of your, you know, say, uh, think of, think of a strings on a guitar, um, and, you know, the top fret, you've got one string, you've got money, and one string, you've got love, and one string, you've got relationships, and you sit down and you say, okay, I'm gonna play this beautiful G chord, and you hit the chords, and what comes out is this horrible A flat. <laughs> well, what's going on there is one of those chords, one of those vibrations, one of those strands, is out of balance. There's something creating sort of a, a wonky, as I talked about earlier, flow of energy, and it's causing the whole note to sound weird. Well, when it comes to creation, everything is energy, whether it's your thoughts, whether it's the table you're sitting at, whether it's the desk, whether it's the chair, whether it's your body. Everything is energy. It's all molecules. It's all things moving around. You can measure it. You know, light, frequency, spectrums. You've got all this stuff going on that you can't really see with your eyes. But, you know, some people can. You can sense that. You kind of feel vibes from people sometimes. All of this exists out in a field. We are individual fields of energy existing in a bigger field of energy that is existing in a bigger field of energy and so on and so forth. So the way that works then with creation, literally, it's, it's like playing that note. When you can bring in the harmony and the balance of all the different chords that you're playing, the overall symphony that you're creating the music will change, and the music here is the physical manifestation. So if you think of music, if you think of the world as energy and as the, of the world as, as a symphony, depending on the notes you're playing, uh, you're going to get a different sound. You're going to get a different result, and that's how manifestation works. 
Well, and the, uh, one of the things you talk about in the book that is so significant and important to me in my life uh, as well, personally, um, is this idea of vibration and the vibration of joy versus the vibration yeah. of fear. And many yeah. people say, well, I don't know the difference. And, you know, yeah. I say, really? You don't know the difference? I mean, aren't we kind of kidding ourselves when we kind of say, look, I don't know the difference between fear oh, and joy? Absolutely, we're kidding ourselves. And I, I, I talk a, a lot in the book about, I think there's a whole chapter on the fear of our own creation. Yeah. And the things that that creates, and I think that's a result. I think that's one of those things. We, we fear whatever we're doing, and so we, we, we lie to ourselves and basically say, well, you know what, I don't know the difference between happiness and unhappiness. And a lot of times we say, I don't know it, because if we recognize that we know it, then we're going to be forced to recognize the situation we're in. And if we recognize the situation we're in, we're going to have to take responsibility for the situation we're in. And if we take responsibility, we're going to have to then take action. So all of these things are like those notes that need to be tuned so that you can, you know, sort of move through them without any kind of problem. But, yes, I think that that's a total lie that we tell ourselves. And we tell ourselves that so that we get ourselves off the hook for having to take responsibility for our own lives. I, you know what, it, it, I'm just listening to you and I'm thinking, yeah, that's why most people and myself included some days feels like we're on this little rat, this little wheel that the mice just keeps going, mouse just keeps going round and round and round on until it literally can't catch the cheese and drops dead. Yes. No, I, I listen, I, I, I talk very candidly in the book about having those same experiences myself and there are certain, um, uh, instances in there where, you know, I, I totally relate to that. Um, but the truth is, at the end of the day, we are responsible. And I think so many times we all have these little, it's like you said, connecting the dots. We have these little synchronistic flashes, these moments, these things that happen that all line up that really kind of point us in the direction that, you know what, there is something going on here. But whether we choose to look at that or not is something completely different. I know. And what this we've is all got to this... start doing is paying attention. We have to pay attention. We're going to take a short break. Before we do, Jared, what I would love for you to do is let's give out your website. Tell people how they can get a copy of your book. Great. Yeah, the book actually came out yesterday, so it's in stores everywhere. It's on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. I'm running a special deal on my website. It's J-A-R-R-A-D-H-E-W-E-T-T.com, JaredHewitt.com. Uh, and this is sort of my way of giving back. I don't normally make myself available for privates, and when I do, I kind of charge a small fortune. <laughs> but... um to celebrate the book and to get the message out and to lift consciousness, what I've done is I've said that if you'll buy 10 books on Amazon, which comes out to about $110, which is about a third or fourth of what I charge normally for a private, I will give you a free private. And what you'll do to do that is you will email your receipt to my office at everythingenergy@aol.com, and I will set up a one-hour session with you. All right. We're going to take a short break here on the Dr. Pat Show. This is a fabulous, fabulous conversation with an incredible individual. The book Love Life God uh, by Jared, when we come back, we're going to take you on that journey of creation. But I'm going to jump to something that I started out talking about, this level of expansion that's happening. What is it that each and every one of us either must do, must feel, or must think to be in the flow of the magnitude, the epic force that we call the universe. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho, Jared, and much more. We'll be right back. Do you dream of-
of being on The Amazing Race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to CitySolveUrbanRace.com. Lynette McKenzie is on a mission to raise the resonance of the listeners, inspire them to heal their wounds, and live their passion. Opening to Ecstasy Live with Lynette, radio for your body and soul, features renowned healers, teachers, and change agents who are leading the way in advanced thought in the areas of sex, spirit, finding your purpose, living your passion, and befriending your body. Opening to Ecstasy Live with Lynette, radio for your body and soul will enliven you, give you hope, expand your mind, and put the sparkle in your eyes. This talk radio show addresses serious issues while remaining lighthearted and fun. Lynette is masterful at combining humor and energy-raising techniques to give listeners an instant energetic boost and a heartfelt smile. If you're ready to open to ecstasy and expand your mind, tune in, tune on, and get live with Lynette. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, go to OpeningToEcstasy.com or OpenLiveNow.com. Hi, I'm Paul Bland. Did you know there is only one truly perfect food protein produced by nature? It can bring dramatic results to your health, your appearance, and overall performance. Introducing Action Way. No other protein supplement on the market has been able to achieve the incredible health benefits of Action Way while still achieving a taste that is better than a malt shop shake. Action Way for the way nature intended. Visit seaandearth.com. That's S-E-A and earth.com for more information. Life Shifting with Dr. J is a show about living full out and helping listeners to banish their fears, embrace their dreams, and move with greater ease through the ups and downs of our crazy world. Dr. J's Life Shifting Method is all about reinventing and renewing ourselves throughout our lives. Dr. J will have a wide array of entertaining, insightful, and highly credentialed guests who will inspire us with stories of their own life shifts. Listeners will wake up, listen deeply, and reflect about their own lives and are encouraged to call in and get live coaching from Dr. J and his expert guests who are passionate about helping people reclaim lost vitality. Life Shifting with Dr. J is about heartfelt dialogue, amazing life stories, personal struggles of highly successful people, their journeys, their ups and downs, and their triumphs. Listen in to Life Shifting with Dr. J on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You'll be inspired and moved to step up to your growing edge and shift your life into high gear. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for the complete show schedule. If you've gone through a separation and feel disappointment, despair, loss of identity, and fear, there is a new pathway to joy for you. SoulWorks Coaching empowers you to go through this separation with soul and hope. So get ready to step into a new relationship with yourself and build a fabulous new life. Contact Monique today at 617-328-7113. That's 617-328-7113. And visit SoulWorksCoaching.com. Give yourself this gift of love today.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. As I said before, I am so honored to have Jarrett Yu joining me here today. Uh, the book is Love, Life, God, The Journey of Creation. We're going to take a, you know, we're actually going to take a, a little, uh, what I like to call a bungee cord ride now, uh, into the world of expansion. But j- just so you know, um, this is a book that is more than just something for you to read. It really does and has, at least for me today, given some of the things that are happening in, in, in my life and in the work that we all hear at the Dr. Pat Show, because I gotta tell you folks, I show up and do this show, but I have the best team of people that I work with that you could even imagine. And I know Jared knows that because this conversation about expansion goes like this. If the universe has an unlimited, unlimited to the point where we can't even know or imagine the extent of it, if the universe has that, and this is source energy, and we believe that that source energy is inside of us, then are we in fact, Jared, unlimited? Yes. Yes. I really do believe that we are. That's the... That's the short answer. <laughs> so then here's um, the, here's yes, the follow up question. Then yeah. why the heck don't we show it? Yeah, I know. I, I, I had a, it, this is, you know, you're going to laugh at me and I'm going to deny ever saying this and I'm sad that I'm <laughs> saying it now on the record. I remember the, the conversation as I was channeling this and having this conversation with, with Source sort of going like this. Okay, if that's really true, why can't I fly? <laughs> I mean, it was a very childish, very petulant thing to say. But it it really kind of spoke to the truth. It was like, look, if we are unlimited, and kind of what rang back to me was, you don't really know you're unlimited. You have an idea that you're unlimited, but the thing that you think you're unlimited in is potential. You don't think you're unlimited when it comes to actualization. You have an unlimited ability for potential, but you don't believe you have an unlimited ability to be all of the things that you want to be. Do you follow? I do follow. And, you know, honestly, I mean, if you would have told the Wright brothers that uh, you didn't think they could fly, they probably would have, right? you know, right? I mean, well, seriously. That, yeah, exactly. I, and I, I kind of, it's kind of like the old joke. It's like, okay. And I actually, I may have, this may actually be from my book. I may be curbing from my own book right now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, you know, okay, so I want to uh, move the pencil across the desk. And, you, you know, you sit there and five feet away from the desk and you, you focus on it really hard and you really want that thing to move with your mind. And it's like, if you really want to move the pencil, walk over to the desk and move it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's what's, what's limited is our perception of what unlimited means. It's like, I think, I, I think unlimited means that I have to be able to do these things, but thinking I have to be able to do these things is actually limiting the way that I can do the things that I want to do. Well, let's talk about kind this. Of I mean, yeah, well, you, it is mind blowing. And, you know, when you discuss this in the book, uh, I mean, isn't part of the dilemma that, we have been so trained to put parameters around oh, everything absolutely. in life, right? And yeah. we call them judgments, by the way. Yes. Right. Yes, right. and that's that's one of the things that, that, that I say in the book that you really – and that's it's so funny because a lot of times, you know, we'll give up a story. It's like, okay, um, you know, like for, for, you know, a male, like, okay, I'm, you know, as I get older, I may lose my hair. That's okay. I'm, I'm going to give up the story of what I used to look like and I'm going to age – that's that's a you're giving up one story for another story. You're giving up one set of limitation for another set of limitation. But the the biggest set of limitations and the one that we a lot of times don't want to give up and don't want to trade in are our judgments. 
those are the things that we hold on to the most. And a lot of times, it's not even about other people. It's about ourselves. We judge ourselves. It's, oh, I shouldn't, I, who am I to be? It's the Marianne Williamson quote. Who am I to shine my light when, you know, I'm going to horribly slaughter this quote. But who am I to be so great when all of these people are suffering? Who am I to have everything I want and feel good about it? Who, you know, who am I to have all these stuff? And who am I to shine as bright as I am? Who am I to do all this? And the answer is, who are you to not do it? You know? You, you, if, that's you, the you question. The I mean, that really is the question, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really, it really is. And a lot of us answer it, and we say, well, who am I not to be it? Well, here, I'll, I'll give you a list of who I am not to be it. And that's the stuff that we've got to let go of. And when you can let go of that, you know, there's like we, we talked about during the break, there's the, the old cliche, let go and let God. What that really means is let go of all those stories, let go of all those limitations, let go of all those judgments. And when you do that, you align everything. Everything in your life—it literally, you will literally feel a force pushing you in the right direction. You will feel things move into your life, and you'll go, "Where the heck did that come from?" And the answer is, it came from you. It's been there all the time. You just couldn't see it because your storage unit was crammed full of all this old crap you couldn't get rid of. Well, you know, let's take a let, let's take a closer look at that. You know, let's take a, cl- a closer look at the, the kind of crap that gets stored in there because yeah. the, the universe, as you know, and, and I, I don't think anybody has said this any better or any clearer or any simple, sim- more simple than Catherine Ponder. And, uh, Catherine Ponder, as you know, was a force in, and she still is today a force in, in, in the unity churches. But, you yeah. know, she says the universe abhors a vacuum can't stand yeah. it and so if you have this vacuum in your life it wants to fill it so right. the question then is what do you fill it do, with? what do you fill it with do we have yeah. control of that and if we do what is the what is the key to that we do have control of that and a lot of times the thing that that can trip people up in in sort of new thought is thinking they have control of it, but thinking they have control of it from the place of the ego, thinking that I have control of it, I meaning this sort of, in this instance, the sort of picture that's coming in is kind of this childish, petulant energy going, I can do this, it's mine, go away, give it to me, I can do this. And that's not the I that does anything. That's the I that kind of comes in and steals your toys and, you know, makes a mess of your sandbox. Um Back to your question, though. What was it? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, the question is, how do we, how do we, how do we say we have control? Because you're right. You know, you're right about some of the the examples and quote what people call the new thought movement. I really don't even use that term anymore because we're we're right yeah. now we're in the now thought movement. Exactly. You know, oh my, I love. I've been saying that for yes. I love that. Yeah. So it's not the new age. It's the now age. Stop saying it, that. that's what it is. <laughs> You know, because what's happening is we're being asked, you know, to pull ourselves up to a higher level of consciousness on every pl- at every at every level, and we're being yeah. asked to do that not because the world, everybody in the world, is all happy, but because right. we are being faced with some of the greatest yeah. challenges we've been we've had to face. Yeah. Well, and 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 that right there is uh, the first step. I mean, I think this is probably, this may actually be the first, well, the first step I think is admitting you have a problem in the 12 steps, but the first yeah, step sorry. in this process is taking responsibility for your actions, mm. taking responsibility for your creation. Like a lot of times, if you know, people, it's funny because, you know, people will say things like, well, I don't want to focus on the negative, I only want to focus on the positive. And I use the kind of crude example of, okay, if I come into your house and we're talking and I have to use the restroom and I just decide to relieve myself right here on your couch, 
um, are you going to pretend like I didn't do it or are you going to quickly clean it up so that it doesn't leave a mess and, you know, you can restore it to the way it was before and, you know, hopefully move on. <laughs> and everybody always says, well, of course I'm going to clean it up. And I say, well, that's that's what's going on in life. But everybody's trying to, like, look away and put a newspaper over it and go, oh, I didn't do that. No, I don't see that. What? I don't see that. But instead I'm going to go argue about this thing. And everything starts coming out sideways because nobody is addressing the things that they're actually responsible for. So it really kind of starts with cleaning up our own mess, literally. Cleaning up our own mess. And then let's talk about the visualization we have for our lives. And I, I want to yeah. go back use and use Eric, Eric Lawyer, the, this, this firefighter that is, uh, yeah. you, you know, uh, out there creating this mega event. Um, creation. Where does it begin from your perspective from the book? And how does it get from there to the substance in the world? And, and the substance is part of our everyday life. So one of the things that I don't even talk about is this idea of abundance, which doesn't equal money as well, because there right. is substance in this world, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so let's so talk about have, it. I, this, is, this is a sidestep of that, but people have... Uh, such an issue with money and thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to say abundance, but I'm not going to say money. But it's like if you said food, you know, we all need food to eat. It's, it's the thing that sustains us. It's how, it's how, that's, it's just the thing that is in our world. So it's not, that's, that's a whole other topic about collapsed beliefs. But, uh, you asked about creation and how it comes into being. It's literally, yeah. if you can think of it as, from a scientific point of view anyway, it's, it's like the spectrum of light. There's literally, it's almost like little sort of, Kind of like in the Matrix, like little things just sort of running down. It's little little beams of light, little things. And what those things are is they're sort of potentials and possibilities that are emanating from you. They're they're created from you. They're sort of hovering around. And as you sort of start to focus on one and push your attention to it, it's almost like a it's like a speaker. But it's like you know how the speaker has a magnet and it starts vibrating. And as you turn the bass up, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's right. literally what happens with creation as you focus on it and you start to channel that energy, whether whether you're actually focusing on it through meaningful focus, like this is what I want, I'm going to create it, or some kind of collapsed belief system or judgment or something that's sort of squeezing the energy out in another way and creating something else. Every physical uh, manifestation is the mirrored result of an energetic vibration that's happening. So what happens is those things literally that light pulses so fast, the frequencies move so fast, and as they come into being, it sort of gets slower and slower and slower until it hits physical reality. Now, that's that's the scientific explanation of it. As far as the energy aspect, as far as the sort of metaphysical aspect of it, it's, we exist, as I said, outside of time and space. And in that realm, we then project in here. And in that projection of us here and the world that we're in, in living in right now, um, it goes through the thought. It's it's everything. There's that inner desire, and as I said earlier, that inner flame of everyone's own authentic self, which is source energy. And there's this push to expand. And it's not it's not necessarily the idea of ascension, as in higher, lower, heaven, not heaven. You know, getting to a, a there. It's the idea of expanding, fulfilling, wanting something, fulfilling the desire, having a new desire, moving into that desire, fulfilling that desire, experiencing what it's like from moving from point A to point B. And accumulating, it's, we think of time as accumulated moments, but the only reason we think like that is because that's how we experience it. But that doesn't, you know, like I talk in the book about precognizant dreams. Well, if time is a simply accumulated moments, you can't have an experience where you remember something that hasn't happened yet. So that tells you right there that time is not linear. So the same thing goes with energy. Everything exists all at once and everything exists 
outside of the vacuum and inside of the vacuum, and everything is rushed to fill that vacuum based on the direction of your thoughts, your vibrations. It's almost, you're literally, your frequencies are literally magnetic. The things moving around you, your energetic field, your vibration, everything is sort of constantly pulling these things into your life. So every, every, literally every situation you encounter is a mirror of some belief held somewhere, some sort of, it's resonant with something in your field. One of the things that it is so important to, and you know, and I, and I just want to kind of, uh, I want to acknowledge you for that is, you know, looking at everything as life and answering the question, um, uh, answering, you know, life's obstacles, challenges, let's just call them events with the question, what would yeah. love do now or what would love yeah. do here? Wouldn't this be a very different place? I mean, I was really struck, and I don't really talk about politics on my show. I will tell you that. I don't. From the very first day, I made sure that this was apolitical. But every once in a while, there'll be something that happens. And here recently, I did my best friend a favor and helped her make a decision around her stock, and it required me to watch the news for six hours last week. Wow. I know. Didn't you feel different? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I didn't know what to do with that. And, yeah. and what I thought about was though, as I'm watching it, I thought to myself, how can I take every statement that I'm hearing and give it its paradoxical true nature? And yeah. what I meant by that was, you know, in the middle of the crisis, in the middle of the debt, in the middle of this, in the middle of that, what can we do and know well, that we I, I have you, in the if, power? If, if you plug in their dialogue, watch watch everybody. Doesn't matter which side of the aisle you fall on. Right. Watch the dialogue. Turn the TV on mute. You can replace everything they're yelling and screaming at each other with the following words: "Love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me." Everybody's asking for love. They all want to be right. They all want to be validated. At the core of all of it, it's asking to be loved. I mean, that really is, I didn't realize, I mean, I did, I, this is sort of an epiphany as I'm talking to you because that's literally the picture I'm showing was the two figures up there. Uh, it was literally like Harry Reid and John Boehner yelling at each other, love me, love me, love me, love me. And that's really what's going on in the world. Everybody is screaming out and lashing out and they all just want to be loved. And I know that, again, we talked a little bit about, we might get a little cheesy on here, but that's really the truth. That's really, that's really the thing. And I mean, it, it, everybody wants to be loved. And there's a feeling somewhere in consciousness, in the energy of the things that are going on, where people have forgotten the love. I mean, they've forgotten it's the Black Eyed Peas song, Where's the Love? It, they've, they've just forgotten that they're loved. They've forgotten that they are the love. You know, this is really, um, for me, really kind of gets to what you talk about later on in the book. Because I was, I was so struck by how much fear showed yeah. up. And, you know, this, yeah. Eric and I talked about this today on the show. You know, we talked about leading with fear. And we have been yeah. doing that now for a while. Um, and you talk about fear of creation. Now, that's kind of a tricky phrase. Tell us about that. It is a tricky phrase. Um, a lot of times... Let's see where to start with it. It's very tricky. <laughs> so there's the obvious thing of, you know, like we take it back to um, religion, whether you 
believe it or is you know fact or fiction there's the, the mythological figures exist all throughout time of the sort of uh, enlightened initiated man being crucified you know like like Jesus is the perfect example came down to die for everyone's sins take it all upon himself the son of God and then he was slain for his for what he did you know mm-hmm. um, so we have this fear that okay if I really step into my greatness at some point somebody is going to come I mean, we, you see it in the media all the time somebody steps into the spotlight and somebody's there to whack them right out of it um, but we really do that with ourselves we constantly are going, okay, I'm going to step up and I'm going to shine. And then we go, oh, but if I do that, all of these bad things are going to happen. And so I'm going to just tone it down a little bit by a little bit until nobody noticed me and I can just blend right in. That's one way it shows up. Mm. Uh, another way it can show up is through collapsed belief systems. Um, you know, I, it's, it's like the thing with money. Okay, I really want money. Um, but I also think that money is a caste system that serves to keep some people down and help other people profit, and I don't agree with it. So how can I want the thing that I'm also holding judgment around? So it really comes back again to judgment and letting go and really trusting. And, but it's not also, you know, a lot of times people use that and go, okay, I really want this car or I really want this job, and I'm going to just let go. But the thing that it wants the car, the thing that's feeding that desire is not necessarily – and it's not not necessarily that, but it's not necessarily the authentic place. And when I'm talking about self-love and divine love, I'm talking about that authentic place. I'm talking about the place where your friend is starting this movement from. That's an authentic place of love. And that's the place where all of this stuff springs forward. That's the place that literally throws you right into the flow of life. And not into the flow of life of all the, the stuff that you don't want, but literally the flow of life where you start seeing all of the things you do want made manifest in the world where literally you're doing the Gandhi thing and you're being the change you wish to see. Being the change you wish to see. Let's talk about this for a minute. And I think this is really key to Jared. Uh, For those of you just tuning in, Love, Life, God, uh, Jared Hewitt's joining me here today. This is his latest book. It's available everywhere. And we're so thrilled and honored that uh, he has been uh, able to join us here in the first couple days of the release of this book. Um, yeah, no, it's you know, a privilege, Dr. I, I, yeah, it's a privilege. You're doing. I, I love work. it. I love it. Um, you know, you're you're doing incredible work in the world, and I I, w- I really want to take this to the next level because now this is about your message uh, for yeah. the leaders of the world, yeah. and you know, let let's just jump this up a bit because well, see, you know, if, fear of power, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fear of lack of power. But let's, yeah, let's, go ahead. Let's fire it up. I mean, come on, Jarrett, you wrote this book. What do you want to say to the leaders of this country? What do you want to say to the people that are running Wall Street? You know, what do you want to say to these folks? The, 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 uh, the ego <laughs> wants to just sort of smack them around, you know, and go, what are you doing? Grow up. You know, quit doing this. Stop that. Be, be nice. Um, but literally, you know, what I want to say is, well, it, it's twofold because you're not just saying it to the leaders. You're also saying it to the people because in order to be in a system where leaders – um, flourish, there has to be a belief in place that I need to be led or I can't do it myself or somebody else can do it better than me or I don't have the time to do it. There's all of these other things at play here. So what I really want to say to everyone is you make a difference. You count. You are, in this case, the government. But it also goes towards consciousness. You know how one person, one vote makes a difference. Well, even in the overall consciousness of humanity, one person makes a difference. Gandhi made a difference. Hitler made a difference both in completely different ways. 
but you see where one person can be a huge part of history for good or bad. So you do make a difference. You do count. What you do with who you are, that's that's up to you. That's the thing that you have to decide. And hopefully you can get to the place of authenticity and love so that you can be Gandhi and not the other guy. So let's talk about what our accountability is uh, today uh, in the light of the book that you've written, Love, Life, God. And I use the term accountability because, you know, here recently I've discovered that I've asked my friends and my coaches to hold me accountable to the highest level of contribution I could have in the world. And what they've come back is they've given me a long list, including launching, you know, the Epic World series and writing my book. And in the moment that I asked them for that, and in the moment that they came back with that, I didn't know if I would be able to stay out of the, the feeling of fear and overwhelm. So yeah, I'd I was, like you I, to talk exactly about this. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you yeah. how you felt the minute that happened. I, I felt, in the, in the instant, I felt overwhelmed. Yeah. And then when I step back from it, and it doesn't usually take me very long, because I really do believe in connecting the dots of the universe. And yeah. I ask spirit every day, what is mine to do today? Yeah. It was really clear to me that the only overwhelm that I had was what you write about in the book. And it's trusting, trusting, I was, I was just about to say, in order to allow, you've got to trust. Exactly. Otherwise, you won't allow. You, you have exactly. to trust. The only way... You can see the writing on the wall is to look, but you have to trust that it's there. You have to trust what you're seeing. You have to trust what's there. And when you can trust, you can allow. But if you can't trust, you can't allow. And that's I mean, why reading like, your book was so timely for me. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, it's, this is not even a plug because, like I said, I, I was giving for the, the month leading up to it, just to spread the word, I was giving it out on Facebook. I was giving out PDFs. I mean, it's not, you know, writing a book. You don't make, you know, more than 50 cents a dollar. The publisher gets all the money. But for me, it's about the message of the book. And that's why I was running the offer with the private sessions as well. Because to me, it's the, it's the information. It's getting it out to people. It's, it's having people understand because it is so timely. Everything that's going on in the world right now, it's like, oh, guys, there's a solution. There's a reason it's happening, first of all. But there's also a solution. I mean, it's not I, – I use the term solution, which implies a problem. And, and, you know, from the perspective of source, it's not a problem. But from the perspective of us down here where we're living, we could definitely use some change. And that's, that's really what this book is about. It's how to be the change. It's how to facilitate, not just facilitate, but how to really, truly become everything you're wanting to become and experience that in your own life. Well, Jerry, you thank you yourself. so much. You do it for others. Yeah. I love this. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I wanted to ask you, you know, in, in, in closing, what do you want to leave us with? What's your personal message? My personal message is it's, it's love each other, love yourself. It's, it, I mean, it's simple. It's, it goes back to old, old school biblical stuff. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. And when you realize that God and you are the same thing, and your neighbor and you are the same thing, and you can love everybody the same as you love yourself. Not judge everybody like you judge yourself, but love everybody like you'd love yourself. We're going to live in a whole lot better place. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jared Hewitt, everybody. And go to his website, which is really jaredhewitt.com, but go to the Dr. Pat Show website, drpatlive.com. You're going to see we've got information on Jared. You can click right from there. If you've missed any part of this interview, You'll be able to uh, listen to it in its entirety. Thank you, Jared. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. What a great conversation. Thank you for all your work.
Wow. I love that we're doing this together. I want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. I want to thank our stations, our networks that pick us up and help us broadcast out there. And I want to thank all of you and any of you that have been at a place in your life where you didn't think you were going to be able to get up the next day. And even when you do do get up, you, you don't feel that joy. And what I want to say to everyone out there is don't give up hope because joy is just another way for you to plug in to the abundance of the universe and everything you deserve. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Throwing your gypsy dance on curtain call